0: Commanders, and welcome to episode 169 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Colin, Phoenix to Fire Ford, and joining me in the orange sidewinder for this episode, we have our head of health and safety, Commander Ben Moss Woodward, otherwise known as Edlevice.
1: I'm actually in a state of shock here.
0: Is this starting on time business, is it? Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm not used to this thing. Well, um, for that we can thank our chief bar steward, Grant Volker.
2: Yeah, but if you guys were as professional as me every week, we'd always be on time. <coughs> Good evening, everyone. Um,
0: I'm, I'm sorry, I just saw a flying pig just fly outside at the, the station just then. That's a side move. <laughs> Oh I'm not going there. I think I'm in enough trouble with him already. And we have also with us an Intrepid Explorer. Now this is the first time I've ever met him on the the show, so I apologize if I butcher your name. Commander Shaneri. Yeah, that's close
3: enough. Just Shan will do. Okay. Hello,
0: everyone. I can I can manage Shan. Okay. And and we have an additional um extra to the uh, to the crew tonight uh making a rather cramped sidewinder we have a
4: snake charmer
0: ashley divine otherwise known as dr toxic how do you do
4: i'm doing well enough for this <laughs>
0: <laughs> how well, are we all that's i think that's the best we can really ask for now if you wish you can join us live we i do believe some of us are hanging out in game is that right ben
1: Yep, myself, Shannon, Toxic are all well. I'm technically outside of Lay Station. Shannon, Toxic are hundreds of light years away, but they are multi crewed into me.
0: Okay, I'm I'm so glad that you're inside, Ben. Yes,
1: we're doing it's, do it's, it's, it's a tight fit. Yeah, we're doing yes. the equivalent of uh, doing donuts in the supermarket
0: car yeah, they Be, be alright,
4: Ben. Left, just <laughs> just big room. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: hey, so I've got a it, nice big cockpit here.
0: Right. Moving on.
4: You don't need to take up all of it. I like
0: to
4: spread out. I I do
0: apologise for this. It seems that um, uh, our crew has been infected by the Dockers virus. Uh, We'll be be, um, reassuring you and getting things back to normality, just as sure as we know what normal is anyway. Why, you you little shit mug! Mm -hmm. Thank you. And if you can't get in-game... Uh, we're also in Twitch chat, where you can access through laveradio.com slash live, click on the live chat, and of course we're on Twitch TV slash live Radio. So, um, I do believe I'll just quickly go around with everybody today and, and see how they're doing. So we'll start with Ben. How have you been for the last week?
1: I've been awesome. Uh, my son's been badly, but I've been awesome. Um, I got myself a Note 8 and it hasn't exploded on me, so that's a good sign. Um, but I've been busy putting up sheds. I managed to break myself basically over the weekend. It was my son's birthday, and I put up a, like a playhouse shed thing for him in the back garden with, with a friend of ours. And it's totally and utterly broke me on Monday. But I'm I'm able to move again today, so this is a good thing.
0: Uh, and how? And uh, on the subject of the Note Eight, uh, I say, I say, I say, how do you milk sheep? You r- release a new iPhone. And charge a grand for it. No. Yes, it had to be done. Let's get it out of the way first. Okay, Grant, what have you been up to this week?
2: Buying a new iPhone. <laughs> 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 I wasn't. Not yet. <clears throat> but I will probably get a new iPhone at some point in the next. But I think March is my renewal date. So by then, hopefully, there'll be something that's good. Ah, crack. What have I been doing? Um, bathroom walls? No, no, we're still no further forward, still not got any samples, um, <laughs> which is a pain, because that's the next stage before we place the order. However, today, this morning, <clears throat> we went nipped out to a shop that was showing a price for war pan- wall panels for my um, the bathroom down for my daughter, and we went and had a look at them, and they were originally, when we first found them, they were £89 a, a, a panel. Mm-hmm. Which you know, you know, wall panels they can be quite pricey. Um, we'd yes. managed to find them somewhere ten pound cheaper online. Then we found them another again, another place ten pound cheaper again. So we're still looking around about sort of sixty quid for a panel. Went into this wee shop to have a look and see if the ones they were advertising on the website were actually the same as the ones we thought, and they were thirty five pounds in store. Bargain. So yeah. That's alright then isn't it? Fortunately we didn't try playing the game we That's invented at B and Q because we realised that, you know, deal or no deal's quite funny. Um but when you're in the bathroom section in B and Q poo or no poo is not funny because we lost in the first <laughs> one and realised that there is no winner in that game, so we've never played it since. Um, if you want to play that game, it's quite straightforward. You basically, as you pass through the bathroom sections, you stop at each toilet seat and you put your hand on it and you say, poo or no poo, everyone votes, and then you lift it up to reveal who's right. Nobody wins. Ever. Ever. <laughs> it's a lose-lose game. Yeah, sounds wrong. Uh, anyway. You haven't been
4: to that one <laughs> DIY store that has... But everybody takes that video in where somebody is like sitting down on the merchandise in the store with no. a newspaper just doing their business.
2: No, it happens a lot. But what one of the things that is quite funny is there's another alternative, sort of a more uh, specialist version of that game where you play in the bedroom department with wardrobes. And again, it's the same rules. Poo or no poo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so that one's slightly harder to win or lose whichever how you went to look at it. Um Other than that, so that was good. We saved some money today, which is great. So next week, no, two weeks time, the week before the expo, we will be ripping out that bathroom properly and it should be finished by the end of that week. And then it'll be back to waiting for samples for this one, Um, which is just going to take forever, but it's going to be freaking awesome. Wait till you see the pictures of that one. It's done. Um, Other than that, I've been in-game. I've been doing some exploring. I have been playing um, a bit of XCOM 2 The Chosen, uh, War of the Chosen. And I have to honestly say, that's the closest I've ever come to throwing XCOM 2 out the window. It's, it's. So I put it onto the sort of advanced mode, just because I thought, well, you know, I've completed it, it's fun, I like a bit more of a challenge. And it has been. It's been really challenging, really difficult, but it's been achievable. Now it's getting to the point where you have to accept the fact it's going to cost you four soldiers to complete a mission. Right, just—it's mm. impossible. Um,
4: I don't, don't tell me you're attached to them.
2: No, of course you're attached to them. No, not at all. Not yet. I've not—I've not, not gone down that route because I knew I was doing the advanced level and therefore it would get too upsetting. So you know, I only put in <laughs> names of people that I'd like to see dying. So of course, um, there's Alien um, uh, Ben, obviously. <laughs> Uh, No, I'm kidding, Alien, I've not put you in my game. Um, (laughs) I can just see that she's made a snidey comment (laughs) in the chat saying, XCOM 2, the mission for more money from customers. Um, No, I didn't put any aliens, there's plenty of aliens in the game already and I get to shoot them, so that ticks that box. Um, It's great, it's great fun, they've got some new mechanics and ways of playing the game which are brilliant. But it's impossibly hard, and it's just impossibly hard. I've done my best, and it's like, you know, you've got time missions, and you haven't got any time to get your players to the mission objective without being swamped in hundreds and hundreds of flipping fallen. And they are just... uh, It's like one of these missions, right? So it says... Don't try and take them on, because they will swamp you. There's too many, so you don't. But what they don't tell you is, oh, and by the way, we're just going to inject some super baddies that you'll have to fight on the way. Oh, and they're going to hold you back, which gives the other ones a chance to swamp you. It's just unbearably frustrating and annoying. So I've dropped the level of difficulty, and I'm going to start again tomorrow. But um, tonight I am doing some exploration, um, which will... The reason for which will become clear later on when we get to our main discussion.
0: Ooh, sounds good. Okay, um, Shan, how have you been up to for the last week?
2: I've
3: been doing a variety of things. Been out on my bike, enjoying the last of the uh, summer, so to speak. So uh, the bikes will soon be moved indoors to be put on the trainer. If I can be ready for the summer. Um, I, c- I also can offer grants on how to be mean to NPCs lessons oh, right. uh, so if you want to be heartless or your npc uh, grant has come to me um i've been engineering in game i've been trying to engineer all my ships ready for 2.4 and have a nice little spreadsheet which tells me i need to do 120 rolls to get all my weapons upgraded so mm. that's going to be
1: fun and yes. i'm assuming that is assuming all your rolls actually work out okay and that's 120 rolls to get me back from level 3 to
3: level 5 again to get the right spec of weapons.
1: Right, and then obviously you could still roll
3: shit. Uh, yeah. Although the ships I'm doing now are my spare backup ships, so it doesn't matter if they get god rolls or not, but it's always nice.
0: Right. Um, okay, well, um, Mr. Snake Charmer, um, welcome to the show. And what Hi. have you been up to for the last week?
4: Uh, boring stuff, mainly. Setting up servers and things at home. Just playing around with technologies I have available to me. Keeping busy. I see. Nothing that interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, okay, fair enough. Um, personally,
4: uh, I have been
0: doing the CG. Uh, which of course is on fighting on behalf of the Empire, which is losing badly, and then everything seems to have gone into um, ceasefire for some reason, or where it was yesterday. Uh, I'm not in-game tonight because at this moment in time I am cutting out tiny, irritating little tokens for use for the Elite Dangerous Miniatures game, which is, is, is driving me a little mad. Uh, I can't hear and,
2: you, you know, calling us irritating you little tokens. Honestly.
0: <laughs> I, I think that says more about what you think of yourself, Grant, than than what I think of you. <laughs> just just putting that out there. Yes, and uh, on top of that, um, I've I put forward an article for the next episode, the next issue of the Sagittarius Eye. So we'll hopefully f- uh, hear back whether or not they're going to to take that one up. So that has been our little news for the last week now there there may have been something quite interesting happen over on Thursday. Does anybody catch it?
1: <laughs> uh, I, what did I I I had a McDonald's burger, I think. Yeah, um, that, yeah who, I can't remember
0: what happened. Who invited Twicky onto the uh, <laughs> onto the stream? Better tricky than back. Orville. Mm-hmm. I hate so, that duck. <laughs> Just before Grant decides to send us into into outer orbit, um, so obviously the big news is that 2.4 has been announced to be released on the 26th of September. A week today. So
1: I know what we'll be doing next week.
0: Yes, we'll be all watching a blue bar go across the screen.
3: <laughs> yes, I was. I was going to mention that tradition dictates if you want to play a new release, don't book the day of the release off. No, nope. day after the release.
0: Uh, I completely agree, and so does Frontiers. Words that Adam Woods has retweeted. Um, I think oh, someone had someone had put a, a one of those "keep calm and carry on" messages. Uh, across most of the most of the elite dangerous Facebook groups, so uh, it's it's a good bit of advice actually because normally they release in the afternoon and then the servers get hit and basically by the time we come to broadcast, I'm still looking at a blue bar going across the screen. I don't know what anybody else thinks about that.
3: <laughs> but let's be honest, we're all going to sit there pressing F5 on spam anyway, so. You know.
0: Well, yeah well,
2: recent releases have been really quite speedy and, and on time with a very minimum of problems, um, other than Colin, but that's standard practice.
0: Oh, no, no, that's been solved. Um, Frontier Support got in touch, and we managed to find out what the problem was and uh, the problem yeah, the problem was I still had a, a lot of junk left about from the previous beta, so basically: are you not that. cleaning
1: your junk again, Colin? Ah. <sighs>
3: I guess being a bit technical about it, it depends on when they push the content out, because as we know, 2.4 is going to be a phased release. We're not going to get everything all at once. So it might actually be a smaller release in file size
0: than we think. Um, actually, thinking about it, I mean the beta was, was quite a reasonable size. It was still pretty chunky. So, yeah, well, it's probably not going to be as big as 2.3. Uh, but we'll we'll just have to wait and see. So um last Thursday Ed was on uh the live stream. He and Sandro went answered a few questions and then announced the whole thing was kicking off on the twenty sixth, along with a twenty ninth. What? Twenty
1: sixth and twenty ninth. Someone just mentioned twenty ninth.
0: Well give them a slap.
1: Yeah, it is twenty sixth, isn't
0: it? Yes, it is the twenty sixth. Yeah. Yep obviously someone has got that horrible bit where the 9 and the 6 goes around the wrong way uh, or maybe it's because we're in episode 169 and they're getting a little confused
1: yeah, maybe. it's alright, it'll be fine
0: yes um, but they also showed um, some kind of um, cinematic now what did if you've got to have seen the cinematic everybody what did you think of that I thought it was mug launcher fun. I
3: I thought it was a stunning cinematic. I really did. It had a very Babylon 5 vibe about it for me.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, I was waiting. Uh, I I thought Ben was actually going to jump in first with the Babylon 5 reference. Well done, you beat him. Um, And so it begins. (laughs) uh, So, I mean, I must admit, the one thing that, that struck me about the whole cinematic was a how detailed the animations of the commanders were. As where, and to, obviously, the scary bits with the... Well, what are we going to call them? I know that the Hutton truckers have come up with their own name, which we'll leave alone. They are <laughs> little fuckers. But, if I remember rightly, the Thargons, not Tharglets.
1: I think, th- I think... If they're what we think they are, they're Thargons.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, so the Thargons... And we see them being launched in a big, nice spiral pattern. Do you think any of that convoy survived? No. No.
4: They no. weren't
3: wearing plus armor. And if they're that silly not to open <laughs> fire again as soon as the uh, salvo is loaded, then they deserve to die, basically.
2: It's like, yeah. You know what? Yeah. God, he is harsh on his NPCs, isn't he? Um, <laughs> I, yes. think, I think, you know, obviously, they, unlike Han Solo, they fired first. Uh, that's just a trigger for all you people out there. Um, just triggering you. Just you know, just enjoy that one. Yeah. Um, other than that, no. I think um, I think they will be lucky to be able to even get into Super Cruise, Never mind uh, jump system. I think they're gone.
0: You think they're gone? Yes. And if there ever was an um, a an advert for brown flight suits, that's it. I'm I'm still lobbying for for brown flight suits to be issued as standard uh, as soon as two point three, two point four 2.4 is released.
2: Waterproof <laughs> or um, easy wash?
0: Easy wash,
3: I think the best way is to put it. Isn't that what the Raider suit is? The remains of a brown flight suit? Is there some suspicious looking stains on the ra- Raider flight suit? See,
2: I was so you naive. When I saw Colin going on about that, <laughs> I thought he was having a Firefly reference. But, of course, that's brown coats. It's not... Yeah.
0: No, no he's, no, he's no, dead deadpooling us. <laughs> I'm deadpooling you. <sighs> I can't believe you missed that lot. Now, um, along with the trailer, I mean... Just the one sec, though, on, go on.
1: Don't you think that Frontier missed a bit of a, a trick there with the NPC crewwoman who's, like, doing all the talking to the pilot? Uh, oh. You know, she really should have been in a red shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think judging by what everybody has said, don't you agree that everybody in those ships should have been wearing red shirts? Well, yeah. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, we've we've got the the trailer now. the The animation on that was that actually based on the Cobra engine itself, or you know, the in game uh, animations that we've got. And then spruced up a bit. Or was it done in a separate uh, engine like they do with uh, Soto?
3: I, I was fortunate uh, to go around, around Frontier earlier in the year. And I asked the question about the trailers. You know, what do mm-hmm. you use to make the trailers? And um, the chap I spoke to says, no, it's all in-game stuff. But they obviously use external software to fill in the bits that aren't in the game. Like the lip sync and the stuff like that. So it is Cobra Engine. But it has tweaks in it to do the bits the game can't do yet.
1: I was looking at that, and yeah, you know, looking at the lip syncing, that did not look added in. Now we know lip syncing is not in game, but I wonder if they have the hooks in there
2: to well, it did Spark a huge, potentially give us something huge response to that? Exactly that point, which which was. <clears throat> and Frontier were quite quiet, not willing to confirm nor deny that that was you know that the lip sync <coughs> was was done in game or um, you know. But it sparked a whole uh, sleuth of threads suggesting that uh, Out of Cockpit is coming soon and there'll be lip sync. Um, obviously, quite frustratingly so with Star Citizen announcing and showing off their facial expression. Have you seen that one? Yes. Oh yes. Now, that's yes. spectacular. That's- Have you seen the meme about that guy?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't. There's several of them. I'll link a couple into Twitch.
0: Oh, you mean the the um, the actual commander himself? Yeah. Or or yeah. not? Or, yeah. I mean, I saw the Star Citizen thing. Um, obviously, when it when it did the Games Con, and yeah, it it looked quite good. Um, I must admit, it it was nice to see something similar in in this cinematic it would be nice because basically if you go into the cockpit view and you are in multi-crew like yourselves, um, if you just watch your three commanders for a little while, it just looks as if one is looking at the other and thinking, the person who smelt that dealt it. I just know it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. No, it's true. You, you go to the internal camera view and you've got all three of the commanders there and you just watch them for a while and they just, look over each other going was that you i'm sure that was you that's that's the kind of animation that we've got at the moment
4: i've not seen that but then i don't multi what
3: ship do you fly because it's one of the stinky ones you know like (laughs) an exploration ship that's been out in the black for a year or something i can understand it would reek
0: a little bit Yeah, well, I always got the impression that when you were flying about, (laughs) the commanders would look at each other and go, I don't really like you, but, you know, you're there anyway.
2: But you see, it was aliens just asking, do space games need the face-tracking stuff? No, but if you can imagine that you open up your player comms, what we're talking about is the ability to immerse yourself into a game and play a character whereby you can hail another commander's ship and up comes your video of your avatar, and the camera is able to sync with your face map. You know, because I've seen it, there's plenty of software out there that does it. Face rigs brilliant for it, and it'll map, you know, your eyebrows, your cheeks, your expression, so you can smile, you can stick out your tongue, and that can then be translated to the avatar. Now, if you can do that through in-games comms and be able to sort of, you know, pull faces. It and that's a, a
0: whole d- level of new interaction, right there, doesn't it?
2: Exactly. I mean, it's you know, that's. I mean, the one benefit to that is that you won't get any bottom. If, you, if they open up web feeds, you know, camera feeds, that's a whole different, you know, pay-per-view kind of game. But no. I'm, I, oh god, i I oh. think you know. You'll never know that unless their tongue happens to be swinging left to right in a rather unusual way. <laughs> then you get a rough idea. Um, but yeah, I think you know. I think that would be a, a, an awesome level. Of, I can't wait to see if, you know how well it works in Star Citizen and if it ever makes it that far. Um, well, after that, after
0: that image, Grant, why am I thinking of the raccoons too much?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're big noses. Yeah, I know how you mean. Um, but it's one of those things where it should be. It could be spectacular if you had the comms open like that. And then, of course, if you're sitting in bars, it just adds a level of depth to the game that is just unbelievable. Yes, that
0: that 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 kind of interaction when it actually comes to um, you know character to, uh, player to player interaction in in a social environment such as a bar, that that will be incredible. Because I remember the the kind of expressions that you used to get in Freelancer, which were which were good for the time but you know after a little while it just got samey and it would be nice if if you know it would pick up and all that kind of um gesturing i've got to be we've got to be so careful what we say with badness, i wonder if i it
3: would i wonder how, if how it would affect um people's choice of avatar and what they could because if you decide to have a female avatar and you come up with a different voice or even a completely <laughs> a look that doesn't match.
4: I'm hand. looking forward to that because I play as a female avatar. <laughs> hey, all of a sudden, you go up and talk
0: to the female avatar over there and then you got your voice coming out of it.
5: Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pilots are saying, <laughs> Pilots saying that apparently armor 3 is using lip syncing in-game. Oh. So, it is already in some games at
0: least. I mean, so I mean, taking back the I mean, there were other highlights of of the cinematic that we were able to take. We we saw the mug, what everybody has has labelled the, the mug cannon, which looks to be these prototype missiles which were launched. Uh, and also, finally, we have a countermeasure for um, the EMP pulse. I mean, did you th- did you that think amazing? <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> you couldn't it was resist, it. you? I thought it was quite interesting <laughs> from
3: a from a tactical Mom! point of view. It wasn't on all the time. Yeah, they had to wait until a certain point and then activate it. It wasn't much like a, a bit like an ECM. If you see what I
0: mean? Yeah, I mean I did think that was quite interesting. They had to, you know, they had to time it right to make sure that that uh, it it didn't, you know, ah! it, it, it...
3: <sighs> just how many rounds is in Mug um, and the and thing did... to bear in mind, though, with, with the trailer is it was a cinematic trailer. It wasn't in game footage. So you have to take everything you see in that with a pinch of salt, I think. I, I saw lots of people commenting, oh, five person wings and multi crew and wings and things like that. Well, oh, yeah. That's not what I saw in it. I saw five ships, which may or may not have been in a wing, or four ships in a wing and one in multi crew. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean that's no, it's quite
4: possible. Yeah, um, I mean. My it, question is. Go on. With these um, countermeasure launchers, is how are you going to launch them? Because don't Thargoids disable your ship when you come across them? Well, that, that you can't, can't launch anything from a disabled ship. So, is it will it launch upon that as a reaction or? Looking again, at the trailer, the was, oh,
1: sorry, Ben. Uh, looking at the trailer, it looked like they realised that they were sort of dropping in on the Thargoids, and the first thing they did was get their their countermeasure thing up and running, didn't they? Yeah, which then stopped EMP. the which then stopped the thyroid from disabling them. Looking so at the tra- trailer, applied a pulse, didn't it? Yeah,
3: applied yeah. a pulse. So they primed the the uh, ECM, thyroid ECM. And then released it, and then the thar- Thargoid fired that blue sparkly pulse at them, and it didn't work.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I think, I think the Thargoid wasn't that worried about being followed by human what? ships, because it knew it could fire off its uh, EMP and disable them. Um, I, I wonder how surprised they were to get a whole lot of mugs up the bottom.
1: Oh, I, I think they were a wee bit mist.
0: Yes, I mean, you but, saw how fast they regenerated. Were they teabagged
4: by mugs? Maybe they need better mugs.
0: <laughs>
4: so, I mean, it
0: does look like we will have the technology to be able to stop the EMP effect, which is, is obviously going to be useful.
3: I guess the question is, when, though? Are mm. we just going to...
1: Is that, like, a month down the line? Is it going to be in straight away?
5: Well, well, we don't ac- know.
1: From what I understand, according to Ed Stream. It sounded like you know this that event was happening on Thursday, yeah. so I guess technically kind of sort of, the technology is in game being tested. We just don't have access to it at the moment, but if mm. you're ranked up with Aegis or Frio or you're an NPC on a stream, you might.
0: Mm. Now, as far as Aegis is concerned, there, there hasn't been anything in game yet. Um, sort of, the, there's no interaction with Aegis yet. I mean, do you see that coming in?
3: I hope, I hope so. so.
0: you think that you certain engineers will be attached to them or is it just going to be a brand new faction?
3: I'd like it to be a brand new faction or a brand new superpower you could level up or you could rank up with and then uh, progress like that is how I'd like it to be. Whether it will be or not, I don't know.
1: Um, I've got mixed feelings I I think we've got enough grinds in the game without having to do yet another grind to go and get our weapons that allow us to actually do something with the Thargoids without getting our butts handed to us as soon as we drop in but on the other hand it's What is an MMO, which is essentially what Elite Dangerous is, other than a series of grinds, so I don't know. It depends on what you need to do Mm. to do it, I
6: guess.
3: If it's the equivalent of get a bit of sulfur, which is how engineering starts off at, then it wouldn't be too bad. But if it's like you have to kill a Thargoid to get the weapon to kill a Thargoid, (laughs) then that might be a bit different.
4: That's going to be a problem, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out what they need when things drop, I guess. I mean, they just...
4: I mean, in the cinematic, they used how many of those mug launchers and they did only 50% damage to it and it regenerated that quick?
1: Very fast. Yeah, uh, I said... I I mean, I think that we will wind up having some kind of... Rep to get our things up with the with Aegis um, I wonder if our pilot federation or dark wheel ranking will help with any of that because you know I, I find okay this is going a bit tinfoil hattie, but yeah, I do find it a bit surprising that you know all of a sudden the Federation the Alliance and the uh, Imperials all come together to essentially reform inRA.
3: Unless that was their plan all along.
1: and Ah, and, uh, mm. I mean, it's... You know, Aegis is basically the current take on In- Inra, I feel. Um, but is that... Do you think that's a fair comment?
3: Possibly, but I kind of hope Aegis isn't as amoral as
1: Inra was.
5: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> they obviously went off and sacrificed, I would guess, at least 15 commanders plus to... A
5: test.
1: Yes, um, but
3: there might have been equivalent of the space dirty dozen. We don't know that, do we?
1: Yeah. And let's face it. I mean, I'm sure if Finner said, "Hey, Commander Rayovice, I've got a couple of guns that I want you to go and put on your ship. That w- Oh shit! That would be an awesome way to do it. Hey, Commander Rayovice, I've got a couple of mission, couple of guns. I need you to test out. Would you mind accepting these mug launchers?" and flying around Maya for us, please. That, would, yeah, that sounds yeah. like a
4: crack. Especially if you get to keep the guns.
1: Especially if you get to keep the guns. And then, you <laughs> know, 1 in 10 chance of them exploding on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Um, but that, that would actually be a good way, I think, to introduce us to the weapons. Have fun
3: um, to yeah, say No good
4: without the threat, so...
3: Frontier setting about how it's going to be introduced, I and mean, are they going to start with a community goal? Or are we doing anything about how 2.4 is going to kick off story wise with a bang? I suspect, possibly a very, very big bang. Or do you think we'll just be sort of told to fly around, apply these until we find one, and then we'll see what happens?
1: I th- I think. I think that we're going to go off. It's going to go off with a bang. Um, you know, the Thargoids are becoming increasingly hostile for whatever reasons. That's
2: um, one
1: sure. might argue. Well, one might argue we kind of have it coming. Um, but you know, could the you know, could the in-game lore of what's happened be? One of the ships escaped, and the Thargoids tracked that back to, oh, that station that the Alliance went off and moved to the, yeah, you know, to the to the Pleiades or something like that, and then the Thargoids decided to come over and mess that station up, for example.
2: I don't yeah, there know. could be I'm a I'm Brazil- concerned. I'm concerned because Aye. I I think later I think Frontier are onto a losing. losing battle in this because no matter what they do (coughs) they are not going to to get the um response that they're looking for that's impossible for them to do so it doesn't matter if they start with a bang it'll be like oh it started with a bang and then nothing else happened they've got to pace it out and you cannot pace it out with a crowd of players like we have which is just we want it all now bring on the war but we've got to you know we've got to take our time and spread it out otherwise this update will be over in a week don't forget, you've got the other crowd of I don't want no war, I want to go and fly my, my space cow and you know, get
1: hurt by nasty Thargoids.
2: Yeah, well, you know, we'll enjoy eating their corpses with our new overlords when the time comes. Um, I just would love to see the fact that because we couldn't get live station, I'd love to see it blown up first. That would be a great way to kick off, wouldn't
3: it? <laughs> what, what, I would, what I would like to see the way it is I'd want to see it kick off with a bang with anything we throw at it being completely useless and everyone going oh we can't kill thargoids no no just don't bother and then something comes along that at least makes it seem possible to sort of hammer us and then we come bouncing back
0: you mean the john Sheridan effect
2: yes yeah, sort of <laughs> People are complaining because they've got ships parked up at leave. Yeah, you might want to ship them before next week. No, they... <laughs> Even there's like a sort of um, Starship Troopers moment where we all log in on uh, Tuesday next week and it goes, the Thargoids have attacked and wiped out a system. Do you want to know more? Our research team are working on weapons and we need volunteers, pilots. Sign up now. Uh, that kind of thing.
3: I, I was just thinking, I wonder if Obsidian Ant is feeling worried about his station at the moment
2: probably very
1: worried if i were him
0: the serious corporation should be um sort of breaking it a bit because they've just put a whole lot of stations in the, in the pleiades and
4: um <laughs> or of course they wouldn't be disposable would they
3: <laughs> yeah perhaps their stations are like the red shirts or this station oh. what are they all red stations Well, disposable ones that aren't actually any use for anything. Uh, They're just for the
2: shock factor, you know? Yeah. Uh,
0: It's a pity that, because they've all got shipyards.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I (laughs) would just say Jax is
1: getting it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, being serious, actually, would you guys like to see famous places getting nuked? Nuked.
0: To be honest, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because basically, these are supposed to be the big bad. They are. Um, <laughs> the thing is, and, and we know a bit about the background because uh, of the Outer James. Uh, Outer James T. James out of Darkness uh, canon novel, even though there's a couple of uh, a couple of mismatches, um, and also the stuff that's in Premonition, uh, which actually turned into paperback this week. Did anyone else see that? I did indeed. Yes. Anyone ordered it yet? I mean, I must admit, I'm, I'm still happy nope, with my so digital not. version.
1: I'm, if if Drew gives me an audiobook, I will order that the second it comes out. Until then, I'm happy with my ebook.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, because we, um, we know a little bit more about the background or, or the factions involved with the Thargoids due to those two books. I'm not going to say anything here. Spoilers. So, um, yeah. But I think... It, they're, they're going to be nasty. We're not going to be able to touch them unless we've got a, unless we've got about a hundred of us <laughs>
2: each with a mug them, cannon.
3: I want them to be hard. I want them. I want to look at the forum or wash with the salty tears of people's ships that have been blown up by them. I want them to be hard. I want them to be a challenge, and I really hope Frontier doesn't change that because of whatever.
0: Because, because of, uh, oh, I've lost just lost my cutter, which I spent ages at Quince. And you know, got rid of Quince.
1: <laughs> well, oh, yeah. here's a question. I mean, how many of you guys managed to kill a Thargoid in either Elite
0: or Frontier? Well, first of all, they weren't in Frontier. Well,
1: Frontier first encounters.
0: Well, I, I never played, never got that far in Frontier encounters. In, in the original Elite, they were actually quite easy once you got to a certain level.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I, I think in First Encounters I wanted to be friendly with them because I wanted the Argent's quest, was it? Ship.
0: Yes, that, that was it. Um, so it's... I
3: didn't go shooting them then because I wanted to be friends to get the ship.
2: Yeah. I'm flying with I mean, the... <coughs> <coughs> He's my new Eggman for life.
3: <laughs> he says he's yeah, killed you need lots of them. <laughs> You need, you need NPC crew, crew lessons.
2: I'm just thinking: does do the, do the um, Thargoids play in open only, or are they going to be in the private groups as well?
0: No, they're going to be in all three modes.
2: Oh, um,
0: that question, that was question, was asked uh, to both Sandro and Ed, and they both said, "No, that's going to be in all three modes." Oh damn!
3: Which, e- no which either means they're impossible to kill in all three modes. Or they are possible to kill in all three modes because you wouldn't necessarily have something in solo that you could then have to have a wing or several of you to kill, would you? No, There's I mean thinking of the possibilities.
0: Well, I'm, I'm hoping that this is one of the things where you have to team up in order to deal with these uh, these big ships. So, so wings and multi tree would come in.
1: Would you see these almost like a, a raid boss from you know Warcraft or whatever?
0: Um, without a doubt, this is the kind yeah. of the thing that, um, yeah, the, the the kind of thing where you have to team up. And it, to tell you the truth, I think it's one of the things that I think Elite Dangerous needs.
3: Absolutely, yes. It it needs hard PVE content because I think we
4: many we need target bobbleheads.
3: <laughs> well, I think many many players um, float around in house res and they almost like feel invincible, and they need something to make them think about their build and how they fly and give that encouragement to try something different. And, I, a- think, and I hope Thargoids are that.
2: It's a fine line, though, isn't it? Because as I just explained about XCOM 2, if you make it so difficult, you turn off a huge chunk of your player base. Now, um, all the best will in the world, you know, you can make the best science fiction drama with the most amazing twists where you kill off the entirety of your cast... Um, but once you've done that, you ha- you have to take the hit on the fans. So you bring in this unexplainable, you know, the sort of unexplainable, the Thargoid menace, and you make them far too tough, then you're Core game players who have been work, you know working, or maybe they're just relatively new and they've only just got up into their big ships, lose their big ships, and then just wander off. The Xboxers find difficulty um, you know dealing with it with the control methods that they've got. No, you know that's an issue. But I'm just trying to make a kind of point that if you make it too difficult for everybody, then they wander off to other games. There are plenty of other games out at the moment that are you know enjoyable and fun, and you want to maintain that element of fun. With the element of danger, I know that you know the likes of us. We we relish the challenge, but there will be people out there that you know don't want to lose their ships and want to make sure that there is a way that they can escape unharmed from an encounter. And that needs to be a realistic um, consideration of frontier because they will lose players, there's no you know, no matter what, they're going to lose players because you're going to have the, oh this is rubbish, oh it's just Thargoids, there's no updates to the game blah 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 blah, I'm never playing it again but it's the guys that play the game that you don't want to lose because without them there is no more development It is is a difficult path, isn't it? To be fair,
4: no matter which way you go about it, you are going to lose some people if you go in with the full big bang at the beginning method you're going to get some you're going to turn away the people that yeah you're right they don't want to lose their ships but at the same time yeah if if you bring it on gently then you're going to get the other players like us yeah we like the challenge where is it
3: yeah if you look at if you look at elite as an mmo as as we said earlier and if you look at the history of raid bosses in mmos what tends to happen is you have the really hardcore Get raiding guilds or players at the first to kill and then they publish a how-to guide and it's gonna easier and then over time these horrible monstrous things that were impossible to kill at the start go on farm status so my suggestion or my theory is is that if you find the Thargoids tough to start off with you don't have to kill them on day one just wait until people find out how to kill them better or your ship gets improved or
2: whatever it is i mean much like XCOM, you get to the point where you have plasma weapons and the game becomes slightly easier for about what half a turn and then they 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 ramp up the alien response again and give you even more of a challenge and that's a beautiful bit of gameplay that's the best part in the game is the bit where you think oh got it now we can handle oh balls what the hell is this thing coming in now so I totally agree that they need to be challenging. So this is the challenge for Frontier. They need to be a challenge, they need to be terrifying, they need to be beautiful, they need to be that pant wettingly terrifying noise needs to be there so loud that as a player, but there has to be it has to be an escape ability. There's got to be a fair escape ability for those who do not want to engage, for those who can, you know, that's that's what's going to be key. And that doesn't make it easier, because that gives people a choice, fight or flight. And as long as that choice is there, then the majority of players are going to find, whoa, I just escaped the Thargoid, that was epic. Or...
3: If you look at at the cinematic, and if we take some of that as representative of what's going to happen, the Thargoid didn't actually attack until it was shot at. Even after the ship did its ECM pulse, it could still have run away. It hadn't opened fire yet if you see what I mean. So if you take it, as they will only shoot at you if you shoot at
2: them. That doesn't have any and element of danger such- for your, you. Know, you, you know, say, for example, if you can keep your, your heat signature down, I mean, this is something that I think is under-implemented under in the game is the use of the stealth mechanic anyway. How yeah. epic would it be if there's a point... I said sink. Sink. Oh, what a pilot saying? Yeah. If you could sneak past the thargoid, Alien put a comment up there. I wasn't sure what. you know. I thought, how can you tell how I spelt it when I said it? Um, <laughs> which is just bizarre. That's my, my head going crazy. Oh, did I misspell that? No, I can't. I've said the word. Uh, but if you could, you know, heat sink it and keep your ship in silent running, can you sneak past the Thargoid? Is that the way? Because that's the real kind of mission impossible beadlet of sweat dripping off your forehead and heading towards the ground you know what i mean that real sense of try
3: and let us know you know, you, 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 know, imagine you, got,
2: you got a massive fleet of thargoids right and there's you in your little um sidewinder in silent mode sh- just shitting it <laughs> you're navigating your way through that to get away from your um mass lock
0: well, funny you should mention just the small ships because, you know, in the promotional material, um, it's got a whole lot of ships flying at the big three, uh, the big three uh, Thargoid vessels. Um, it, you, you must have seen the, the, the photo that was released along. You, that the,
1: banner. That yeah, the banner. Using that. Yeah.
0: If you notice, there aren't any big ships. And it's also the only time you actually see a thargoid fire something they fire something green and destroy a small ship um from from the sort of the cyclops the eye bit from the center now that's the only time i've actually seen anything connected with the, the thargoids actually destroying something i'm assuming that's and um, it's not the goo either do you think going forward that the only ships that will stand a chance will be small ships
3: I don't know this it, is all promotional material with artistic license isn't it so I don't know
1: Yeah, actually, I want a high quality version of that because yeah you've got I'm looking at the one on Frontier's YouTube page now so it looks like you've got a cobra is that a couple of vultures is it?
0: yeah well, actually, um, no. There's vipers and eagles only. No, there wasn't anything, you know. And
1: that's yeah, okay.
0: I mean, that's one thing that I think they 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 discussed before, where someone was saying, you know, instead of having missions available you to you by rank, why can't you have them missions available to you by ship type?
5: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> maybe
3: they're using maybe they're using small ships because they can avoid the Thargoids turbo lasers.
5: Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, talking talk about ships, do we want to talk, say anything about the Type 10 Defender?
0: Oh, oh, we have been trolled so far twice, haven't we? There's yes. This, there's this wonderful thing on um, uh, on Reddit today, which is basically... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, base, basically it's, it's the, the Ultramarines from Warhammer 40k have now entered the Elite Dangerous Universe. Has anyone seen that one?
1: Yeah, I've seen that one. It's a nice a nice Ultramarines... It looks like a cross between a, a, what, a, one of the giant rhinos and a Type a tight ten.
0: A, a Type yeah sorry, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and, I've seen that one. Yeah, And the other one, did you say, Oh, it's just a cue back.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like I a apolog- fast cue back or something, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I just apologise for using the um, the broomy accent as a, some kind of com- complaining <laughs> device. but
1: <laughs>
3: But...
0: I'm going to get in trouble again. Um,
3: I'm trying not to get excited about the Type 10 because whatever we think it'll be, someone's going to be disappointed at it. Can they make yeah. the forehead
2: any taller so it makes it really impossible to get through the slot? <laughs>
4: I love the I mean, Type. I must 10. admit that's one thing I've found with all of the ships so far is um, they've all been a bit easy to dock. You know, give it once or twice, and then and you, shake you've face. got it down.
2: Shut your face. <laughs> you oh. clearly never flown a beluga and thought you were going straight through the slot only to get your arse sense stuck. <laughs> I do fly a beluga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Oh, bet you got a docking Try computer. Oh yeah, that sounds like a sentence someone with a docking computer would say. Oh, it's easy to dock them all. You just slow down and then it goes in by itself.
4: Oh, um, they Is still they- have docking computers in this game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the Type Nine, I'm looking forward to the Type Ten. I love the Type Nine. I just hope that they've managed to find a way to make the Type turn the Type Ten turn even more like a brick than the Type Nine does. I, well,
1: I love how we all think <coughs> it's like a, it's basically a Type Nine. Do you think it? Everyone think it's like a Type Nine.
2: Do, do you think you can have tugs get... yeah, when you go to the docking port? You have to get people in sidewinders to come out and help <laughs> guide you in the slot. <laughs> what, what, little, throw a rope little
3: overboard.
2: What little paddles on the sidewinder, you know, like... <laughs> well, Taron4295 says, To be fair, Grant, we have seen the way you fly and dock. Yeah, I know, it's amazing. I'm possibly one of the few pilots that's managed to get my sidewinder stuck in the slot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it can be done. How? What the hell do you... Do? It's I, I, all about angles <laughs> How do you get a sidewinder stuck in the slot? Well, you can fly uh, through the slot and the sidewinder like horizontally I can confirm that with a Type 9 If you turn it fully on its side And then lodge your your forehead in the slot Not only can you block any traffic from coming in and out um, As Commander Skiprat did He pinned me... <laughs> <laughs> he pinned me in the slot. And I couldn't get out, and I got destroyed. But, <laughs>
3: but you remember when NPCs used to do that. Used to flap around like a fish. You're out supposed water to get out of the, the way
4: of bigger project.
1: ships. Mm. Mind <laughs> you, th- I mean, I always see. I, even now, I'm still seeing belugas doing that when they try to dock up.
0: I'm sorry, I'm still having trouble with the the phrase pinned by But <laughs> <laughs> uh... Gra-
1: Grant was holding his sausage in the wrong way.
0: Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I've seen a lot of questions on on Steam lately about, um, I, I really want to do any end of this game, but I cannot dock. And I'm there going, D- you what? <laughs> are
2: you Are you just
0: unable to you,
2: grasp the concept of this game? You? you nearly said something, didn't you? nearly said something. Even him. my son can't dock. Well, to be honest, I picked up on the playstation 4 i picked up the flight controllers for the hot ass of the playstation 4 because i think one of the most tricky things on the xbox and the playstation is docking because of the difficulty in your control of forward and lateral sort of minor movements and stuff um and i set that controller up and it's brilliant fantastic wee controller it's got you know it's got yaw and everything on it it's like wow um and It hasn't helped my docking anymore. In fact, I had become so accustomed to having all the controls on my, you know, the one controller in my hands. It actually took a bit of adjustment to get the the hang of it, but it does eventually, once you suss it, it just feels a bit more natural again and makes that docking uh, procedure just that little bit more graceful as opposed to forward smash, back smash, forward (laughs) smash, back smash, sideways smash.
3: grant do you go in like a stuka and like dive bomb it or do you go in like a helicopter and hover above the pad and then go down
2: yes yeah all of those Um, and then i get you know i get that feeling of right let's try it with flight assist off and see how good this can really look and then you know yeah if i can land with at least two percent of hull left then i've done it well
0: um, I, You'll have to excuse me if it's about 30 seconds. Well, um, apparently we've got our own bug problem. There's a massive spider in our lounge, which I have to sort out. Um, <laughs> so, Darn we'll we've got the show notes and ask the next question, please.
2: Okay. Do we have another question?
3: Well, That's there a, the silence. <laughs> well, there was a point people have been speculating, again, going back to the trailer, that Guardian technology is the basis of these anti-Thargoid weapons.
1: They do look rather blue, don't they?
3: I and don't people have said there I mean, seems to be some sort of relic inside the warhead or something. I'm ni- not sure whether i go for it completely, but it would make sense.
2: I mean, it is, oh. it's nice to see what's going on with the the, the, the sort of lore coming into it. Uh, I know that we had a chat with um, um, Alan Stroud regarding the Thargoid lore. And, you know, again, maybe better ways to deliver it Um, to the community in order to encourage us to sort of, you know, speculate about that kind of thing in Guardian technology there should be rumour mills, there should be conflicting information from the, you know different factions Um, but I think we still have that disconnect that you can just jump in your ship, fly your missions, do your grind and then log off without ever having to engage with news or see any effect on your gameplay and um, I think that's The disconnect that is there with uh, Elite is the fact that the Galnet news is not the be-all and end-all. Now, of course, remember the fact that we, at the end of every show, have uh, Peter Witherspoon's amazing Galnet Digest, which gives us all the Galnet we need. Um, But I think we need to have more of an obvious interaction where it's almost the key stuff is forced upon you as a player. Um, It's not quite hand-holding, but it's more a case of educating your players so they know what the hell's going on that's maybe relevant to their gameplay. Now, I think when DDF, we had the whole discussions about um, every system having its own news feeds and you being able to subscribe to the ones that are relevant. Obviously, it's never appeared in-game yet. We've had the different news feeds appear. Um, you get the oh, station news yeah, and stuff. The, yeah. And, but we've never had the ability to sort of custom feed what you want from Galnet um, as such, which would be great... Uh, And again, I think, you know, the audio data boxes that you scanned were an amazing way of getting story out to the players. And it needs to be something along those lines. When you dock in a station, maybe they can force some kind of news report as you go in, you know. So as you're docking, not as you're docking, because it's difficult enough as it is. (laughs) As you dock, as you go through this lot, a big video screen pops up right in front of you. And goes, it, boom!" Ah, oh, shit. Um, but I, you I mean like
3: having the, the like the uh, announcements when you go to a, stadi- a station that says, "Please look out for suspicious parcels or whatever it is," and they have like an announcement if they're at war. Please be aware this system is at war and blah, 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 that well, sort of thing.
2: As you're docking, as you as you touch down and you go, welcome to it and you, you're welcome to the system, that's the ideal point to fire up the irrelevant to that system's news, you know, urgent news, breaking news, and bring up the headlines uh, on that kind of screen Um or video feed right there as you dock, you know, welcome to the station, here are the news and updates for this system. That would be a nice way of forcing it on a player in a natural way that doesn't force them to have to listen to all. Again, very much do do the Starship Troopers. You know, there's war in the system. Do you want to know more? Click here. And that kind of stuff would be freaking epic. I would love it. But then again, that's just me. I don't know if it was me. I I would have have it
4: just before it loads up the rest of the station AI.
2: Exactly. As you as you dock, touchdown, boom, up comes the welcome station, and then you get your news feed coming across with the relevant, important key systems. Because obviously, you don't want uh, federal news in leave. So it should be alliance news. You know, you don't want imperial news in a federal station. Independent news. Uh, independent news. Yes, <laughs> the independent systems. Leave radio network news, and it just plays live radio podcasts twenty four hours a day in the station. Do you want to know more? Do you want to hear less?
1: No, <laughs> I'm dreading to think what we get if we go to the, uh, Barnard Star.
2: No, that would be just perfect, wouldn't it? Good evening, welcome you, scumbag. Touchdown, Pad Four. Prepare to be docked. Yes. <laughs> docked.
0: Yeah. Twenty-four by seven, and a lot of offensive offended people from the Wi, no
2: doubt. <laughs> yeah but it could be out. I think if we can get that then it opens up the game for the Thargoid attacks because as you you know as you dock into a station and you land down in the pad it could be one of our you know sister systems or our faction the controlling faction for that station would be our other station's been attacked and damaged we need urgent aid can you and that kind of instant rather than relying on a commander to break their gameplay you're giving them here's the information and <laughs> alien, alien, you can go suck a thargoid. Um, <laughs> the, you know, you arrive there and it breaks your gameplay for long enough for you to know that there's something going on that's worth looking at, and then you sure, can thar- make right. that, that choice to just um, go, nah, I'll carry on my exploration and stuff them, or crap, that's one of my core systems that I really, you know, really affiliate myself with, and I must go over and help out in the fight to protect it
0: yeah i mean a lot of this stuff is um <laughs> a lot of this stuff everybody's hoping will basically jump start the game again because you know this is this is the kind of thing that, that they want this peril on putting the dangerous into elite dangerous again and the the way that they've built up the tension over the last couple of years it it, it has worked a little bit but it <laughs> And when the thargoids do turn up, they all, go, everyone goes ballistic. But we weren't. We're not scared yet.
1: I think quite a few people were a wee bit scared after watching that video on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I, I think we all hope so. Yeah. I. I do. I really do want to be scared as well. To be honest, as we've said already.
2: Uh, I mean, <laughs> the legend says, "Help us, Commander Big Dick. You are our only hope." <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> oh, please! Not the biggest Now that that is the reason why I do not want commanders to be able to name systems in the new exploration code, which they're they're considering at the moment, because <laughs> I don't want to go and fly into a system which is called big balls number 28 or something definitely
2: hemorrhoid
3: ring it was the uh, video was for no man's sky <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> i mean the other thing that was that happened was the actual lore reveal itself which um basically eds put this um, lore stream summary up on well page has actually but um explaining who the thargoids were and what we know about them and did anybody think that could have been done a little bit better
2: a little bit yes well that's that's <laughs> the way we, we were saying i know you'd nipped away to sort of save your house from thargoids um <laughs> we were saying we were chatting with alan during the week as well and, and i think our our consensus was that the black box scanning with the audio recording and logs was epic so how if you know if you had created a circumstance where there was a distress beacon and you turned out Mm -hmm. and you found that not only did you get the audio feed of that commander but you got a video log which then played back that video from the deck then you've got a terrifying you know in-game circumstance that we'd all be queuing up in that system to look at it and to be part of that so you find the wreck, scan it, there's the black box, there's the little video feed from the bridge of that commander with the comms with the other ships. So basically the other side of that video would be epic. And to put that out before that stream because you know how quickly commanders find stuff in this game. Um, yeah. And then then reveal on the stream would be spectacular.
0: Yeah, I mean we, we did that they um, we did, we did the live event at the roundabout E3 where 2.4 was announced. And I must admit, I mean, I did this in the in the latest uh, Top Shift. I included some of the, the footage from that. Um, it was actually quite fun to take part in uh, these kind of live events. I think the only problem is, is that it then becomes a spectator sport for anyone who couldn't join in at the time.
1: I mean, isn't that, you know, that's basically the problem with anything like this where, okay, this is going to be happening at this time. If you're there, you're there. If you're not, then well, congratulations, the thargoids are coming. Yeah, Guild
3: Wars 2 tried something similar to that a year or so ago where they introduced something called the Living Story, in which they had a new content release every two weeks, I think it was. Mm -hmm. But once that content had gone, there was no going back and redoing it.
0: Yeah.
3: And (laughs) It worked all right, I suppose, but there was a lot of complaints saying, I was on holiday then, I missed this bit, I really regret missing it, etc. So it almost made you want have to live the game to get all the content. And a year or so later, they switched back to an episodic format because they didn't want people missing out.
0: Well, um, ironically, the, one of the best games that used to handle this kind of thing used to be uh, The Matrix Online because... What they used to do is they used to have dedicated uh, GMs who would run events at a particular time with the characters of, um, uh, basically, of the films. Uh, And, again, they managed to get about, I don't know, 5,000, 6,000 people involved in these events at any one time. It it just feels that maybe Frontier, if they are going to take this approach, they put a little bit more resources behind it.
3: I guess you've already got the mechanics to do so, and that's the community goal.
5: Assuming the community goal doesn't
1: smeg up like it always seems to.
2: I don't think the Thargoids are going to be quaking in their boots when about 3,000 commanders carry any kind of specialist equipment to some particular station. Um, I think, you know... I always see a community goal and it's kinda like it's a knockout with loads of people carrying buckets of water buckets, towards the yes. end so I've always seen community goals as like like that. Um we need something else. We need something, you know community goals are great, but there's no barriers to stopping you from you know achieving those goals. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a guaranteed outcome to to a fair extent is guaranteed it's gonna happen. <laughs>
1: what about a community goal? where okay fine you're filling up your buckets but if you're ca- carrying that water then it drastically increases the chances of say a hyperdiction so your your filling up filling up the water is a very very risky prospect with thargoids trying to hyperdict trying to interdict you yeah and immediately being hostile it's the same thing, but it's got just that little extra danger added in.
2: I think you know, if it's a galactic knockout says near that would be awesome. And what about achievements, Lennon, See me after class. Um, it's one of those <laughs> one of those things where you know. It, it again, I don't know about um, Shan um, if whether or not you you feel the same sort of way about those kind of uh, games where you've got a choice of engaging with the big bad baddie and putting yourself in the firing line, which is good and that does tackle a lot of the issues but there has to be that random danger around the sides as well for everybody Um and again, escapes, got to be possible, it's got to feel possible doesn't necessarily have to be possible but it's damn well got to feel possible so you think I almost got away, otherwise yeah, that's the think the key point that will lose a lot of players. Yeah
3: I'm a big fan of giving the player a choice and a logical choice. So I, I'm completely for what you're saying, Grant, in that I want players to have the choice whether to engage or not, run away or not, because then it just becomes an on rails linear experience. And I don't think anyone wants that.
0: No, no, because that's, that's how that goes against everything that Elite has, has been. Is- it's blaze your own trail. Is make your choices. You've, it's risk and reward. That's that's what elite is supposed to be about. And you have to make the choice of right. Perhaps this this CG. I have a good chance of being interdicted, but they pay enough for a lot of money.
2: But again, it's you know where 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 that can fit in as a kind of organic. It's just standard gameplay uh, means. Is if the Thargoids have blockaded a system. And that system will then have extremely high value and profit margins on particular commodities, (coughs) whether that be battle weapons or whatever. You know, you can get involved with a huge profit on trade to that system, sneaking your way in and avoiding Thargoid detection. But at that point, you have chosen to engage with what could potentially empty your ship and uh, remove your body parts. So, you know, that's an exciting gameplay that doesn't require GM. It's just a case of Mm -hmm. wherever the Thargoids have set up camp and they're blockading or they're attacking a system, you can then have huge potential profits for taking the high risks and that would be I think, a good way of engaging people as well, other than community goals, which are more scripted for storyline and plotline, so therefore, you know, they're developing a new weapon against the Thargoids. We need people to come and test it. By having them fitted, you are a hostile to the Thargoids, and therefore you're more likely to be engaged. In fact, they're going to give you something that will make your ship more prone to being pulled out because they want it tested. There's no point putting on a guy who's just going to disappear off into the ether and he's just, I got free guns! It's got to be a huge risk increase, so there's that kind of stuff. Then there's storylines about, you know, we've got a system here that's under attack, it's a humanitarian, we need all the passenger ships we can, and you've got to get your wing of protection there, and you get in there, you fill up with as many passengers as you can in your ship, and then it's a case of getting escorted out. That, to me, is hugely exciting as gameplay.
3: Excellent. I think one of the issues regarding... I think one of the issues regarding these community goals, the bucket of water, is is in fact an infinite amount of water. And I was just thinking, as you guys were talking, about how to do a Thargoid community goal. Well, what if there's a finite amount of material players could gather and you had to choose between, I don't know, the Thargoid ECM or the mug launchers, which one gets built first? And there's only one choice that you can make. It's only enough material to do one or the other.
2: Mm. Ooh, now that, that's be. exciting because that uh, we could end up with neither. <laughs> 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 that's one that Frontier it, would have to sit and watch and make sure that they kept adjusting it. Oh, new shipment of that stuff because um, Belben loaded up his Type 9 and unfortunately crashed and lost all of it, so we haven't got enough to complete either project. Uh, but we had a new shipment. <laughs> uh, I think that would be, yeah, it, I love that idea too
0: it is beginning to feel a bit like sort of xcom interceptor <laughs> we're going to have to start researching and uh, testing new pieces of no, anti alien
2: we're not having to technology. do it that's the beautiful part about it we're not having to do that frontier can set those things up we just have to engage with it if we want to or not we can you know it's like it's like having xcom where you actually have your friends um, sign up to be part of your team <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no I'm just saying it because ironically I was actually playing XCOM Interceptor not so long back and uh, I began to see a lot of this kind of stuff play out <laughs> if you see what I mean anyway
3: um, whichever way it goes, an an interesting goes
4: go on so what about those commanders who would like to join the Thargoid side because so there are going to be a few, Maybe not many, but definitely a few that exist. So so not that. All hail so
1: our insect overlords. I don't know... Well, um, I'd imagine they'll be
3: interdicting and in killing players who decide to go against the Thargoids. So I, maybe they'll scan the ships, and if the ship inventory shows anti-Thargoid weapons, they'll instantly blow them up.
2: I don't think there's going to be much of the way of being able to get any kind of mechanic... Um, like that i mean I, I would love there to be the opportunity for cowards to, <laughs> to <laughs> pledge to the uh but i mean that's them going against a huge gigantic player base of so people that will actually shoot not
1: at all cowards you know the hu- humanity are obviously the scum of the earth and we shot
4: first ben, so you, you know. know your belly's so, showing and try- it's
2: looking decisively yellow <laughs>
4: <laughs> with that try- as, as, a, as much a as a- yes eye- we did shoot first would they not appreciate somebody on the inside
2: I'm sure no. the Thargoids would. Are you suggesting no, the- that Frontier put in counterproductive spy, spy games, spy missions, you go into a secret asteroid belt where the Thargoids' liaisons are there, and they're giving you covert missions to undermine mankind? Because if that's what you're yes. suggesting, but that's, that's I freaking suggesting awesome! That. Yeah! Oh,
4: I mean. uh, well, you're talking about more <laughs> gameplay now, so, you know, that's including more people, so... I Again, think we- that would attract the um, age rank of
3: rankle quizzling, wouldn't it? That sort of action.
4: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you've got the kinds like SDC that have already gone around and said, "You know what? We're here for us, and to hell what anyone else thinks." So, why not give them something to do with the Thargoids?
2: Would it would be equally not enough-
4: that I want to play into their hands specifically, but
2: would it not therefore I know
4: certain people that wouldn't.
2: But normally there will be expected that there would be the code or SDC equivalent on the Thargoid side, you know, that faction of Thargoids that just likes to piss it up for all of them.
4: Well,
0: the Frontier
4: have said... Well, there's players that are willing that to piss it up for all of us, so...
0: Yeah, but well, Frontier have already said that there are more than one ways of dealing with Thargoids than pew-pew, isn't there? I mean, this could be the the opportunity that people will have to uh, try and talk to them instead. Again.
4: I like that are, idea.
0: Yeah. Now that that means it might seem like you're betraying humanity, but by actually sitting down and talking or, or something like that, some kind of breakthrough could come through.
3: Well, um, I'm going to try and feed my NPC crew members to one and see what happens.
0: Uh, so basically you're you're just going to they're the meat shield for you, are they?
1: You're gonna be hauling imperial slaves again, ain't you?
4: Well, they need to anal probe someone, and by the sounds of it, Shan doesn't want to be the suspect. So <laughs> fair play to him. He's All got the monkeys to do it.
2: Thargoids love NPCs,
0: <laughs> especially toasted.
2: NPCs plus some flowers. There you go, this Thargoid. You know, I come in peace. Eat Eat them, please. <laughs> I don't think that the Thargoids as a species um, would welcome human help at all. So I'm not entirely sure. Other than the point of maybe they've got a humanoid insecti version that they've managed. Oh no, that's Battlestar Galactica, isn't it? (laughs) Maybe they've recoded all the AI that's been banned from the universe.
0: Well, if you go over the AI, which was in Doris, which is an an official canon uh, book, mostly used. Stop
2: tossing that phrase about like it means something. There's floating (laughs) pig plants, and docking is difficult, and that's official too. Floating pig plants! And the Jim Bergerac station, Jim Bergerac station, seriously, let's not hold them too closely to what was essentially a pre-lore getting fixed and sanitized version of lore.
0: Well, this is the point because basically they're supposed to be a heck of a lot more advanced than us. And they they might have AI, we do not know what we're actually fighting. Those could just be sort of AI drones, those big ships.
1: If that's the case, though, why do they have something that looks decidedly like a cockpit?
4: Well, our fighters are pilots. The same could be asked about the fighters. They have cockpits, but they're a telepresence. (sighs) As I thought were the SRVs until you said the other day.
1: Yeah. I'm not even going to get into the whole mess that is what is telepresence, what isn't telepresence, what is hollow me, what is,
2: what is a, a murder on? machine. Yes.
0: Well, no, that's just game game hand waving. It's got to be, otherwise we don't get it working.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I've got no no issues with the way it's working, but let's try and at least retcon some common sense into it
0: retcon, common sense do it? Come I, on, I know, I know. I know common I know. sense?
2: So a, a, a member of <laughs> the, the Joker's donkey, right? crew? Well, this doesn't mean... mean you v- v- asking for common would sense? Would anyone
1: have any issues if Frontier t- suddenly turned around and says, there's been an upgrade to your SRV. Now you can telepresen- telepresence into it instead of having to get into it yourself. Oh, but by the way, your ship has to... You know, if you get 20 kilometres away from your ship, then your ship will fly off and bugger off into whatever.
2: Well, no, because I don't that think that prod- make sense going to about cause that. It does that anyway. If you'd well, does said... It after yeah, 2K? If you'd said in that respect, that you have... Because there's got to be a difference between the two modes. So, one, you can pilot it, and your ship will remove itself into orbit after two kilometres, if you pilot yourself. And two, then you can telepresence it, but you cannot go out with 20 kilometres of your ship, because you lose connection.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, and remember, I've also got a, a real physical human... Well, real physical NPC human who flies my SOV, so you know, even if I've got Shannon Toxic in, I've still got my NPC crewwoman sitting around here too, so I can still get into a bloody fighter if I want to, damn it.
2: I wanted a, pl- a, pl- a fighter on, on, on the planet surface.
1: No, I want to, but I can't. Why not? Because you two are in this at the moment, but even if you weren't, <laughs> it, because you two are... Fault, because yes. I've got multi-crew in, I can't. The only position I can actually ever be when I've got multi crew in is sitting in my helm. And I can't, you know, why can't my NPC crew woman take over the helm and I can go play in a fighter? Well, that's if what she only, does if if not
4: a multi crew, so exactly. that would make sense.
1: Exactly. So why doesn't it, you know, obviously I, I've got two fighters there, you two are both flying them, that makes sense.
3: But Ben, would you really want to leave us two unsupervised when you're flying around?
1: No, I'd rather be in a. I'd rather be in a, a fighter next to you, to be honest.
2: Ranging wars. Is that not something that Colin had very strong feelings uh, against?
0: No, I had very strong feelings about okay. having the crewman take over the helm role, and you jump into the the uh, the gunnery position.
2: Ah, right. Okay. Yep, that's right.
0: That that that's that's what I considered to be a step too far, because I I considered that, you know the. The gunnery role is only for multiplayer, uh, multi-crew. Rather, it it shouldn't be. A, it make it, put it this way. I've I've found that the gunnery role is actually makes things very easy, and I reckon that if you put an elite AI pilot in and uh, there was you in the gunnery role, then you know.
1: You're going to have to teach me how to use the gunnery role then, because every time I've tried it, I found it to be shite.
0: Well, I I can. <laughs> I can't help it if you're barn dooring it because you can't hit one.
1: Well, I can hit things, but I you know, I I'm better at hitting things when I'm actually behind the you know, behind the joystick rather than actually controlling a turret because I can't go and do the sub-targeting and things like that.
0: The no, problem the problem with the, the gunnery roll at the moment is the fact that you can't roll. That, that that's my problem with the gun restation everything else about it is absolutely fine well maybe the fact that you could actually have two gunners and assign guns to them that would, but that's something to to go on at a different different thing but how did we get on, on, on the multi-crew all of a sudden because <laughs> we're not really the, the, the
1: it's the natural flow <laughs> <laughs> show notes we have show notes what are these things of which you speak oh, i thought they were next week <laughs> well we still haven't talked about about exploration yet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, it's 10 to it's 10 only, yeah
0: there's only about half an hour left to go
2: i think we better, so, yeah. we better shift you on in <laughs> that's <laughs> the problem the though is that services. the fact is that's why people tune in is because these things do spark the next discussion and you know with the thargoid lore coming out we were guaranteed that we were going to get held up in lore and how we can you know the the realization of that gameplay but um yeah
0: well what we'll do is we'll we'll underline it and i mean obviously next weekend well uh, next week we'll have a lot more
2: the the lore doctor with us
0: yes we will The, the the doctor of lore um, I mean, the one thing that, that got me about the whole lore thing, and this is just the only point I'm going to take on it, is that they said in in years that uh, 3125 was the year of the Thargoids, and then you got the impression that that was it. It was all over and done with within one year. Does anyone else think that's too short? I thought it went on for 20, 30 years.
3: I thought it went on longer yeah. than that as well. I thought...
0: Oh, good,
2: well, maybe that's the year that there was the it, biggest impact, as opposed to it being the year where they appeared and then disappeared. You know, more more along the lines of that was the the year that shit got real. Mm-hmm. I mean, being top, being topical,
3: you could say the war on terror had its height in the early two thousands. True, and even now it's still rumbling on. So you could say, oh, how long was the war on terror? Well, one point of view, is well, it was. Until we got out of Afghanistan or whatever it is. But the actual war would carry on longer than that.
1: Mm -hmm. While we're talking about this, can I just... Does anybody understand what they're doing with that system uh, which they've gone off and renamed? um, Epsilon Indy, basically. What the hell was going on there?
0: Well, it it just seems to me that... um, If you think about it well back those times... Uh, mm. before the Federation actually established itself, people would go off and name themselves. No, there was and
1: things, weren't it, back then? Yeah.
0: So so basically, it, it sounds to me as if um, there were people went to Epsilon Indy, started, they, they called it the Valise system, the Federation moved out there, went, hang on a second, this is not Valise, this is Epsilon Indy, it's mm. always been Epsilon Indy, it's going to be called Epsilon Indy oh, from now a on. A bit
1: like New Amsterdam turning to New York or something like that.
4: Yeah,
0: Effectively. So you know, I, I've got no problem with that. I mean, I was about to search for the Valais system, and then they turned around and said, ah, "No, no, it's Epsilon Indy.
5: Yeah. I
0: mean, it does sound as if it's quite close to Earth because it was only twelve light years away. You've got these massive aliens, which which are twelve light years away. That's 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 that's, that's breaking its territory, I think. Huge Q- battle of the line music. Funny you should mention that. Yes. Is that what we're going to end up at? Might. My- Oh.
1: Mm. Yes.
2: Could they not just pick somewhere else that's not a hut and trucker's home? <laughs>
1: yeah, we, we know that there, they could know. have picked
0: Lave. well, actually Thargoids there's a Thargoid um tourist beacon in Live, so
2: there is, yeah. Did anyone I'm not sure did... that's where Thargoids go for the holidays? <laughs> 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 Why not? Maybe, I hear maybe is good to, happen- to listen to.
1: Yeah, maybe this is what's happening down on live too. And why it's permit locked. Oh. And why it's permit locked. It's not a pneumonia world, is it? It's butlands,
2: no, butlands for Thargoids.
1: <laughs> 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 Lave 2 is butlands for Thargoids. Okay, that works. <laughs> no, it's a high metal content
3: that's world. That's where
4: your funding comes from. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did anyone think the splash screen, going back to that, the planet on that looked a bit like Earth? Because I'm sure I saw what looked like the outline of France, Spain...
1: On it, Ooh. or just a sort of random Earthlight on the flash screen. Yes, you know the 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 image that we yeah earlier. I want to find a big version of this because the only one I've managed to find is the one that's on Frontiers YouTube page.
0: Um, if you go to the Lore Stream, um, there is one which jo- uh, Command Good old Josh Commander Josh Hawkins of the broadcast. He's gone and done a high res version, and it's available. Um, it's available by Humbo. Humbo has posted it on the uh, the lower stream. Well, oh, the one I'll...
1: the page posted.
0: Yep. Because uh, I know I've I've already downloaded Done. it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's actually on my uh oh, Yeah, desktop actually, or something. Yeah, it is on my desktop. That doesn't look like Earth, to be honest. I'm looking at the planet surface right now. It's not Earth
4: crafted oh, human high hy- uh, human thargoid hybrid breeding program
0: somehow toxic why did i i knew you'd think about things like that hi
2: slyfez and rest up well <laughs> cuz i'm reading the twitch chat <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear
2: well we'll move on
0: we'll we'll leave the the excitement about um thargoids in 2.4 uh, and, and touch on a couple of the extra things that Sandro covered, and what will be coming in two point four. Now we we know that um, uh, there's going to be the exploration changes. To, um, we discussed them last week, didn't we?
1: We yeah. touched on them last week, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, there was good. They're going to put in the new synthesis stuff with. Um, Uh, Basically, time delays and interrupts to make sure it doesn't get overpowered. Yep. Uh, On top of that, there's supposed to be save slots for your um, different Holomies. Also, yep. Yep. Um, Um,
1: We covered all that, I think, last Tuesday as well, if I remember.
0: Right. So, um, effectively, we've already covered what... The rest was coming out from. I mean, we, we did get a shout out about Lavecon on yep. the live stream, which was always nice.
1: Uh, I think it's because at Lavecon, they obviously, they that's where they introduced the mug cannon and things, isn't it? Yeah, with yes. the,
2: the beautiful sort of uh, visuals, which are awesome.
1: <laughs> and lost somewhere in the bowels of, of Moose Computer. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think they're
2: quite safe there, but uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> it was, that was the, the weekend where everything went kaboom.
4: Yeah,
0: ah,
2: so I'm uh, not
4: the only one who keeps wildlife in his PC.
0: No, no. Apparently, I've got spiders coming out of mine left right and centre as well. Um, now, this is this is quite interesting. I know you guys touched on the power play changes uh, that were coming as part of the uh, the crime and punishment. Yes. But yeah, there there's an update notice uh, which should be highlighted at the moment that if you have if you're in power play at the moment and have zero merits assigned to yourself uh, on the 26th you will be unpledged from your power now this is to stop people who haven't power played for a time being seen as fair game for pvps I and mean, i think that's a that's a pretty good um good idea i mean everybody else
2: it, for me. Sounds, I mean, yeah. it sounds actually like um, a self-cleaning process as well, which is good. Uh, Zadnos asking, there are PP changes? Yes, it's more about... We are reading the track lots of Stephen Usher. Cheeky bugger. Um, there are PP changes, which is more about crime and punishment. So rather than raising a huge bounty, if you're working for your power in your power system, then you get away with the murdering of enemies. Um, it's quite quite in-depth, so check it out the forums. We did cover it a bit, well, quite a fair bit last week. Um mm. so yes yeah, it's the, exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean the upshot of it all is, is is that it if you want to do consensual PvP, the best place for it will be in PowerPlay. Which I think I think that's that's one of the things PowerPlay has been crying out for, really. But um it, we'll we'll just have to to wait and see whether or not um that's, uh, that carries on. Now I mean, basically, 192 newsletter 192 is basically what we've just discussed. Now, I don't think there's anything new in 182 apart from maybe the stuff about the flight suits, which, in my opinion, were all the wrong colour. <laughs>
3: What colour should they have been, do you think?
0: Well, obviously brown. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Definitely brown. He is flogging this. I think he's it obviously got brown a. Brown flight suit time. He's got a bulk order of, of uh, <laughs> a lot of tons of brown fabric in the back of his ship that he's trying to shift to Frontier. I think <laughs> so, so.
3: there we go. We have this. Next year's LaveCon. Lave LAV radio staff will be dressed in brown boiler
0: suits. <laughs> Actually, that's what Fozzle was dressed in the year before, wasn't
2: it? Yeah. <laughs> Beige bro, net suppose it just depends what you've had for breakfast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I mean we've gone over you've gone over all the exploration changes in the last week, is that uh, is that correct?
3: Well there was a couple there was a something that emerged earlier on in the week regarding um, and it's untested but apparently it's no longer possible to cook yourself jumping into a closed binary system or triary system. So, you know, the classic nightmare scenario where you jump in, in between two suns.
0: Oh yes.
2: Yes.
3: Apparently that has been changed, so you'll emerge safely uh, in that situation. And there was some debate about whether or not that's um
0: Oh come on. That, things or not. that that's absolutely fine. The only thing is ruined is that cartoon.
2: <laughs> this is fine. Look at-
0: this is fine, yeah. That's the only thing that's ruined. But no, yeah, I, I think to that's say, that... it's
3: not confirmed because they're quite there's sometimes systems just the orbit of the sun makes them perfectly safe where otherwise they would cook. So until I see that in the patch notes, I'm treating that as a theory.
2: Isn't that the only mm. freaking risk to exploring?
1: Not really, no.
3: What oh
2: other than boredom.
1: Well, and reversing into Suns. And, and, well, you've
3: got the Neutron Stars um, trying to get boost on that. And there was also a commander, I forget his name earlier on, but he, um, he posted in the forum, actually. And what happened is he'd used a Neutron boost to get somewhere and then found he couldn't get back because he didn't have enough jumponium to make yeah. the jump back. And um, people very kindly stepped in and gave some suggestions to him And he lucked out and found some polonium on a system, which enabled him to get back. So if you're doing the jumping around neutron stars, it's always a possibility of not being able to find a way back.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that... um, There was a little thread that that was started... uh, on the 2.4 beta, which was one of the things which, you know, if there was a quick one-liner that they could put in, what would it be? And one of the suggestions was that you, you can drop materials and, um, and, and data for other commanders to pick up. So in that case, you could actually fly out there, drop off the, the extra jumponium you need, and, and off you go.
3: But I think the biggest risk to explorers has always been complacency. Yeah, Because as long as you obey certain rules and I'm not talking about the extreme exploration like getting to Colonia without using a field sleep and things like that I'm I'm talking about the average explorer. As long as you obey certain rules, it's always been safe
2: mm. <laughs> It's just that well, docking's not safe the way that I fly So, um, <coughs> cause our, our main discussion for last week was going to be what our main discussion is for this week which is um, a number of, or certainly a couple of my friends who, who play and did exploring, are kind of uh, negative towards the new updates.
0: Yeah, is it, is this because it makes it too easy?
2: I think as that's far as the kind concern. of their kind of concept. Um, the the behind it is that it's taken any of the challenge out of of exploration I think so we decided that you know it'd be good to bring on people that have done a ton of exploration and discuss whether or not exploration is is too easy and whether or not being able to plot that ridiculous amount of what 20,000 light years is taking any of the gameplay out of it and of course no we know um, that Shan is <laughs> he made his point very clear last week <laughs> Well, I thought
3: of a couple of extra bits about this as well, actually, because what I realized was the 20K, it's, it has what I call the sat-nav effect, about the, the, how some roads always seem to be busy because the sat-nav sends people down there. That's one aspect. But the other thing I thought about was if you are crossing a route with 20K and you have a route failure, i.e. there's a jump in there you can't make, instead of having a 1,000 light years to narrow down where that jump is, you now have 20,000 light years narrow down
2: where that gap is so, you're, so yeah you're, you're kind of suggesting that we, um the, the one of the risks to using the the sat nav system is that you are going to be more prone to bumping into pirates and other players than if you plot it yourself again i think or
3: discovered or discovering systems that already been discovered
2: yeah well that that's going to be the, i think one of the downsides to it, is that you're going down the road uh, well traveled um I think that's a very good point, actually. And key in the key issue for exploration is again that you have the choice not to use that to plot your own course, to follow the footsteps of other commanders and the likes of it. And one of the things I thought <sighs> I was trying out, and I'm doing tonight. In fact, if you're watching the stream, you'll see me following the Rag to Riches app, which is a uh, well, it's basically a browser page. You put in the system you're in, and then fill mm-hmm. in the other options, and it will then give you... I'm going to call it up on the screen, actually, so that you can see this. Um, it will then bring up a whole pile of systems. So um, if I scroll up this page, you can see that we've got 200... Uh, 208 systems on this route with 380 planets to scan so tell me to go to Trappist-1 and scan the fourth planet from the star it's an Earth-like world then jump to this system and these are all within um, 100 light years Uh, Still, the start is from 100 light years of Tau Ceti which is where I was when I got to, I think, around about uh, 12 uh, on this list I then jumped down to a system and I cashed in Uh, 10 million credits of exploration data uh, in that day. I have made it to sort of like the 30th point on that uh, before today, and I think in total I've made 35 million in exploration. Now, I have got zero thought using this app. I am not exploring random systems um, with any degree of consideration or care. Is this making exploration a bit of a joke?
0: Uh, well, the, to tell you the truth, I'm I'm right with you on that because, in, in my opinion, th- uh, the uh, the 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 trading apps made trading a bit of a joke, and it's the same thing for exploration. This,
2: but is it any different than well, your than your pals? I'm, I'm doing this to show you that you know that these things are there, and, and if you look at the screen, uh, actually, if I close this one down. Um, this is how easy it makes it for you. So that's my Elite Dangerous game. I am in the system. I'm going to alt and tab to the map, to the um, page. I can then click on the, the no to say that I've been to that system. So I'm currently in HIP <laughs> 25166. Yes. And A3 is the planet after scan, and it's a terraformable water world. Mm-hmm. So I go back to the game. I go to the system map. And now that I've Oh, no, I've not, I've not actually got there yet. Right, maybe I'll jump to the right system for a start. That will help. So it doesn't. It's not fallible. <laughs> it's not. I was <laughs> such a noob. Um, it's just. Well, it, the way I see it is,
4: it's a website. It's up to you whether you use it. So.
2: But these I tools are out there, and 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 that's the key, isn't it? Sorry.
4: I go in the direction that I said so choose. You know.
2: I've, yeah. I've done a load of exploration in the past, and I found it quite enjoyable, kind of kind of like mining in Minecraft. It's kind of sit back, relax, it's relax, watch some programs while you're jumping, set a point to the Heart and Soul Nebula, it's beautiful down that way, scan the system. So, I mean, I'm already pretty much, um, I think, one rank away, two ranks away from Elite in exploration. I don't need these tools, but I was keen on trying it out to see how easy it makes it, and it takes the thought out of it. Now, this is an ideal system for the... the, This is one of these ladders for new players that makes it damn easy for them to make a fortune in exploration, to become elite in exploration, you know, as much as, what, two or three weeks it'll take you to go through the 200 systems, and you've got close to, what, 100 million credits in exploration. Um, Huge ranks. You can drop that two to three million in any system where there's a permit required and boom, you've got a permit for every system. It makes a little bit of a mockery of the concept of exploration being that wee guy in a bar who hears about a system 15,000 light years away uh, that has got some amazing sight to be seen, and then heads off in that direction, hoping to find it. It's around about this system here.
0: Well, that's one thing that Sandro discussed. Um, He says that he was there thinking that uh, exploration is uh, one of those things that they will be making a second pass at next year. And also, is this connected with the fact that um, uh, Dr. Kai, him of many exploration trips, has, has announced that he's actually quite sad at the state of exploration at the moment
3: yeah i I read the thread for that and it it was a sad read to be honest because he he was a great explorer there was part of me that was wondering how much of that is because he's put so much effort so much time into exploration and how much is because the exploration itself has been muted Mm -hmm. i wasn't sure where the balance lay in that i mean i'm i'm with you on the road to riches thing i think it does make it a bit cheaper, but again I have to ask myself who? How, why are you getting the, the rank, why are you doing it because if it's for EP and I'm Elite Exploration, then kind of that's a bit sad if you're doing it for your own satisfaction and saying, right, I hit Elite by doing this it gives you a, a satisfaction you're doing mm-hmm. it and it's almost like doing the Quince run, doesn't it?
4: Yes, well, exactly that shredded. I mean, <clears throat> I've I went out in an orca, and Ben has seen this orca out at Sagittarius A. Said orca had 13 light years. Now, a lot of people called me mad for this, but I did that because I wanted to. Yeah, it was more than 20,000 jumps. But the exploration data was exponential, and I wasn't following any particular system. I, I did come up to a few places where, okay, there's a few permit lock systems here. Okay, have to backtrack a bit and try again in another direction. And then there were the other fun bits and pieces like this bit of space here is actually quite sparse. There isn't many systems to jump to. Mm. So
2: I don't know about you guys, I mean exploration bug is something I have had, um, but there is no return for it. Absolutely no satisfaction. Wow, I've got my name and a couple of Earth likes. That's quite exciting. Um, It comes down to how OCD you are when you arrive in a system and you honk at the star and then it says 79 bodies found and you think, shite, I can't leave. (laughs) I can't leave until I've done them all. I've done them all. Please. I've
4: done that once. It said 99 objects found. (laughs) I regretted that day.
2: (laughs) you, you, You get it done and you fly back and you cash in your data and you feel pretty damn good about yourself. But it has absolutely no meaning on anything at all. I'd like to see... Uh, that, you know, if I sell Earth like information to a faction, that there are missions generated in that system for other explorers to go out and to do regular scans and then possibly spark some kind of missions to take resources out to there as they start to terraform it. What's the point of telling them all, the, all these that terraformable called, planets? That would be cool. And then, you know, actively
4: getting. during the bubble type thing.
2: Yeah, and, and I think, you know, that's a, a mechanic that's missing. There's, there's nothing out there for people to find to bring back that unique, you know, rares we get rares and you take them 166 light years ...and they make a maximum profit. So what about landing on a planet? When you do a scan, it says that you know there's some things of interest on this planet's surface... ...making you risk landing on planets, getting into your SRV... ...collecting artefacts of whatever nature they are... ...whether they're just organic artefacts or they're just minerals... ...and then bringing them back and those items having huge value... ...because they're not known, they're rare, they've been pulled from that system... That that's what exploration should be about. Finding new stuff, tagging it, selling the information when you come back and, and being sort of, you know, part of something bigger. But at the moment, there's nothing. Bringing back merchandise,
4: things like that. t That would be awesome as well. So like, yeah, I've, I I've went been out to here and here is a chunk of this planet.
2: But you know, I mean, if you bring back data, and I think another side of thing of exploration, which would be awesome to see that I don't know we're going to get, is with the Thargoid invasion, sending explorers out to investigate systems for Thargoid activity, you know, and then coming back with that information uh, with high-value missions. These these are things we really, you know, we want to engage with exploration. And I think the jump plotter, all that does, is make it easier to get somewhere. That's all it does. It doesn't change any of your experience. You don't it do does. any less yep. jumps. You don't do any less risks if going anything, through
4: stuff. It helps you avoid um, permit lock system blocks, uh, groups.
3: The other, the other gotcha, possibly a root potting, is it's almost like getting on the M6 in that you drive on the m6 and you miss all the lovely towns and villages and whatever on the way so you just jump 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 and you could miss a planetary nebula that has your name that could have your name on it or there's all sorts of things that you could miss just because you're going on the same route each time and so while i, I think the 20k route plot is a good thing i think there are gotchas to it that people need to consider when they use it or not
4: so basically, again, what it's up to you whether you actively use it or not, you don't have to plot the whole 20,000 light years when you do a plot
3: exactly. I think the biggest change to exploration was the um, engineering changes to frame shift drives, just think... getting across
4: Agreed.
2: the abyss, for example. The only
4: thing that's a, again, <laughs> the only thing that's achieved is just it, the ability to reach that little bit further.
2: I think the, the plot is much better. Um, obviously, w- what's the reasons for not having that 20,000 light year plotting ability before? Well, if you can remember Alpha when it was 100 Uh, That was because it barely worked at 100. Then they managed to get it to 1,000, and again, you had some glitches with it, but it actually works a billion times better. So the technology Mm. in the game has come on to allow us to do that. In other words, if we could plot from this side to the other side of the entire known uh, galaxy, then... Bloomin' heck. Of course we would do that. And of course, you know, you would have that as an option uh, in a modern-day modern, modern day spaceship. Of course you'd be able to plot <laughs> You just click on what you want to go to. It would plot all your way out there. And the only restriction is a gameplay restriction. It's not a lore. It's not a meaningful restriction of any sort. So it doesn't make it easy. I don't think it ruins exploration. I think it makes exploration because people can then look at that star map go, what the hell's that? Click on it. Plot to it and then spend days getting their way out there to find out what it is, and that's an encouragement. I can't
4: wait to see people's reactions to how many jumps there will be in 20,000 light years. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm breaking (laughs) my heart when I was
2: getting a hundred, (laughs) a
4: hundred and thirty
2: three jumps for a thousand light years in my uh, orca.
0: Funny that I'm I'm dealing with that in my (laughs) sidewinder.
3: Sorry, I was going to say the other thing it does is it gets rid of the magic number spreadsheets you know when you're plotting the core and you had it was a multiple of your jump range Do you remember that when you're navigating you to have to think well my jump that range would be interesting that's, that's
4: something i'm going to science when i'm out there when 2.4 drops because i am out at the minute so i'm going to have a little it, experience it, 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 will you, yeah, it will let
3: you yeah will let you fight into the core really fast you don't need the magic number anymore
4: so from where i am now roughly 8,000 light years from the bubble, I should be able to say, right, Sagittarius A, go.
2: Stephen Usher's put a post up saying that, well, from Sandro, um, talking about synthesis required man-made mats is useless for exploration. Um, I think, you know, anything that encourages an explorer to take a risk on landing on a planet is exciting and good, but there's got to be a payoff. I've always been disappointed going to nebulas that I can never find a system that gives me that Feeling that I'm in the nebula, I think I'm there, but I'm not. And then I sort of rotate the map, and it's like, oh god, I've got to go another two over here. And yeah. I never find that one that you open it up, and then suddenly you're in this kind of coloured, cloudy space. And I found that disappointing. But
3: yeah, I- yep. I'm actually with Sandra on that because he said about the uh, hull repairs and heat sinks needing non-natural materials, and that he wanted to have explorers at least dependent. On planning in advance and I'm for that because if you want to travel from one end of the country to the other you make sure you have enough petrol in the car you have the money with you to go and you have your suitcase uh, I, don't, I don't see that as an issue if you want to go on exploration and you want you think you're going to need heat sinks get the stuff before you leave it's just mm. so what
0: yeah I know, I know some people just wanted to be sort of constant gypsy hobos that could travel on for infinity by themselves.
4: Or fly carefully. What's wrong with being I'm Gypsy saying? Hobo?
2: <laughs> I think you're know, not saying there is anything wrong. Some people wanted to be like that. But I think, you know, there's a a degree of people that would say, you know, that you know it's not proper exploring if you're not sitting there trying to work out can I get to that next system and over that direction and can I get that system. But I think, you know, the the joy of encouraging more people in to a more accessible exploration is better. Uh, for the game in the whole. This Rag to Riches app might make a, a kind of mockery of the concept of exploring and finding your own way, but really, do we believe that there wouldn't be the guides, rough, you know, the what do you call that? the rough guide to the universe, you know, the, the magazine it says...
0: Hitchhiker's Guide.
2: <laughs> well, not so much Hitchhiker's. I'm thinking more of the sort of, um, what do they call that? The sort of one for little places. The
1: travel guides, the rough yeah. guides. Yeah, yeah the lonely really planet.
2: Lowly plant and that kind of stuff that you wouldn't have a list of systems nearby. This you know that are high value targets to go and take photographs off to bring back. So I'm not completely against this app because this app allows people to get the bug and to take advantage of what's known in the universe more so than because this 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 is not taking me places that anyone's... I'm not going to get any first finds in this at all. All it's going to do is give me that's a quick the one thing route. I
4: haven't got against it, it is. It can only take you to places that have already been discovered, so you're not going to go out and get your name on anything. You're not going to go out and see anything spectacularly new.
0: No, I mean, the one thing that I've always had a a little bit of a bugbear about exploration is that um, surely the reward should be a lot less considering how many times that system's been scanned. So basically, the idea being that if everyone's doing this rag-to-riches, the more people that scan it, the less money you get.
2: Now, yeah, I can see that. If I can refer that you said,
4: back, Sagittarius A is still worth quarter of a million.
2: Yep. If well, I was to refer well, you back was last to time I went. Chris Jarvis, and when exploration wasn't before the game came out, and he talked about the disappointment of not being able to be the first person out there. So that's one thing but to be penalised because you've not played the game and everyone's covered all the systems in the near area and you have to go two, to 3,000 light years out. If I'm not sure if that's changed now. It's probably three or 4,000 light years out from the, the bubble in order to mm. find a system that's not been discovered by somebody. Obviously, there's the opportunity. Um, oh, there you go. Dead meat there. They really aren't reading the chat How many times do I have to read out the comments about the fact that we're not reading out the chat? Um... But you know, just just. Uh, uh, What's the trouble? That's that. Anyway, said,
4: there are still things inside the bubble that haven't been ex- uh, discovered. So, but yeah, yeah so, so trap is one for starters.
2: But that's. I mean, I think if you if you remove the payout, maybe you can look at adjusting it down uh, with game years passing, rather than um, the number of explorers. Because I think it's important that people have an income as an explorer, and that you can build yourself up relatively well. Uh, by going to known systems and then make your way out into the unknown once you've got your ship kitted out. So the, these routes are ideal for the new explorer who's just started the game.
0: Well, guys, and we're, we're rapidly running out of time here, so if anybody wants to make some final points on this, and then we'll just go and quickly touch on the community corner... And that and that killed it, I, definitely dead. Go on, <laughs> go on, uh, Dr. Toxic.
1: Ashley.
4: I you he's killed everybody.
3: No we're still here, but we're just waiting for you to end the show gracefully.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you were to end the show, so will you shut up, and let you end the show. What? no, no, I was <laughs> asking for final
0: points. Oh, I point oh. at Ben. Okay. So that's, that's a very good I po- point.
1: Uh, 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 yeah, I, I'm wondering how Grant's yellow banana's doing, because you know, that never made it anywhere.
0: The silver sidewinder still hasn't made it to the second Bloomin' Colonia point yet. Hey, I'm so. impressed
1: you made it past the first one, to be honest.
0: <laughs> oh, well, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm overloaded with the beige at the moment, so <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving that one alone. <laughs>
2: I think, you know, I think when it comes to the tools and things coming in, they're enhancing exploration, they're making it more accessible, and I think that's the sort of key point. It's not detracting, it's not making it any less tricky, and if anything, if you look at what the exploration groups have done, they've already set you the routes to Saji, the best routes to Saji. here's your 1000... Uh, light year marker these are the points you should be aiming for because these are really quite interesting to go and look at so they've done it manually this just makes it easier for you to say alright oh, so I should go and have a look at that nebula on the way and then just plot straight there and then plot straight mm. to the next one so you're not removing anything at all you're just making it less of a ball mm.
3: yeah I think my sort of final comment on it is that for me the fundamental question is exploration is different things to different people and the question you ask yourself is, am I enjoying it? Or do I need to change something in my gameplay to enjoy it? Because if you're not enjoying it, then why do it?
0: Completely true. Anybody else? Oh, okay, then. Well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll leave that little uh, that little discussion there. It's probably something that we'll have plenty more to discuss after the expo on the 7th because I've got a sneaking suspicion, exploration will be one of the subjects which will be touched on there as well. So we'll quickly touch on... We've had a couple of things about the Community Corner this, this, uh, this week. Um, the first one is our good friends at EDRPG. Um, they've asked us to let people know that backers can collect their books and dice from the Expo on the 7th of October. Um, so if you've um, uh, backed the project... Uh, and one of those rewards involves dice or the, the the official core book they should have a number of them available at the expo so um, anybody interested should email info at edrpg.co.uk with the email address that you back them with on Kickstarter and the name that you opted to go for in the credits and they will put one of the books and dice aside for you at the expo for you to pick up uh, and, also, if uh, I
1: remember correctly, they're on a first come, first of basis as well. Yeah, so they're also saying get there early.
0: Yes, there there is a. Well, th- that's the whole reason for getting the um, the emails in because yep. then they'll put them aside for you. That's generally uh, nice of them. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly because they've had problems with the print run. the the The, the book is ready. It's is just they're having a little bit of a print run problem at the moment. Mm. Um, but uh, they're sorting it out they, they apologise for the delay uh, and the other one is that, that well due to the um, the present CG uh, that there seemed to be a little confusion in the Mobius group about how PvP works in combat zones now and this is just a, a little bit of information for all those, those Mobius people and we do believe there are quite a lot of them uh, at the moment um, you are allowed to fire on other players in a combat zone if you're on the other side however if you start killing off a lot of players in the combat zone then um, that's kind of frowned upon and if you keep on doing it then you will get banned they are now thinking about making it completely uh, a complete blanket PvP ban in CZ in in. Combat zones and everywhere through Mobius now, uh, and we'll let you know when they decide. So, uh, just uh, a word of warning for for people who uh, have have been over enthusiastic with the firing button in Mobius,
3: and and that applies to both Mobius private groups. I assume.
0: Yes, it does. It's a it's a policy across the board. So, um, right, just finally, has anybody got any final business? We'll start with Grant.
2: We need to mention the Elite Dangerous auction for the special effects, for special day for special effects. Raising money for the special effect gar- um, charity, and they're selling Elite Dangerous canvases signed by Frontier CEO David Braben, and they're currently all about £100 or more now, which is great to see. Amazing. One of them's Excellent. over £300.
0: Well, did you put a bed in?
2: Of course. Uh, unfortunately I seem to have picked the most bloody expensive one Um, it wasn't, I tell you what, it wasn't flipping £300 yesterday when I bid on a damn thing
0: (laughs) welcome to the world of bidding yeah, Uh, Ben have you got any final thoughts?
2: yeah
1: I just wanted to let people know again that I will most likely be at EGX this Thursday, Friday Saturday and Sunday and I will be releasing content as regularly as I can when I get back from that. So I know I've got a couple of interviews lined up with some devs already. I'll be grabbing some other things. If there's anything in particular at EGX that people want to come, want me to cover, then let me know. Um, I'm still trying to uh, work with Alan to see if I can get a chat with Julian Gallup as well. But I've not heard anything oh,
2: back
1: Phoenix about point that. Phoenix Point
2: looks so awesome.
1: Yes, yeah. Phoenix Point does look awesome. And uh, Julian Garbs doing a couple of things on the Friday about that, which is one of the things that I'm like, yeah, that looks really good and I want to make sure I'm, I'm there. And if I can talk to him, I want to, because
0: that'd be awesome. Okay, Dr. Toxic, any last thoughts?
4: No, not at this point yeah. in time. Probably plenty oh. more for next week. A couple of shout-outs, but... Okay, just give a cup, a quick couple of shout-outs, then. Um, one to Commander Sonamugi, which would be my stepdad, who is here listening live, and one to Commander Ulrich Octavius, who, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had the balls to come live on radio.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Uh, Shan, any any last thoughts for, for today?
3: Uh, not for this week, other than to say thank you very much for having
0: us. Okay, and finally, uh, just to say uh, to everybody else, um, yeah, I am starting doing the top shift things again. If you go to, uh, to the Live Radio website, you'll f- you'll find the links and I update they, the uh, <laughs> the the website quite often. Uh, last episode was covering a lot of the 2.3 Thargoid content. So. Uh, I think that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at Lave Radio, Facebook slash Lave Radio, at Lave Radio on Twitter, and you can join the Discord chat channel by going http tinyurl.com slash Lave Chat, or you can join our TeamSpeak server where commanders come out and hang out on chat, teamspeak.lave radio.com. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half eight, which worked this time. And streamed out at uh, http slash live. So thanks to who? <laughs> thanks to whoever. We always got to thank whoever anyway because yeah. of the work he's doing and uh, the, uh, the the live Radio. But thanks to uh, Ben, thanks to Ashley, thanks to Shan, uh, thanks to Grant. And thanks to Commander Witherspoon, whose galnet news will be coming up next, and to all the commanders that have joined us outside live Station. So until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
6: Digest, 19th of September 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news Who shot first riddle as Federation licks its wounds? Power play rats helped to desert their sinking ship. Secret society sidewinders seen in Galaxy. Who shot first riddle as Federation licks its wounds. Leaked video footage shows an unprovoked attack on indigenous life forms by what appears to be a Federation battle wing. What's worse, this act of violence is rumoured to have been sponsored by Aegis, the research establishment set up jointly by the Federation, Empire and Alliance. The video appears to show new, defensive and offensive weaponry being tested. Thargoid scout ships are known to use a shutdown pulse to temporarily disable ships that come too close, but an effective countermeasure to this pulse appears to be in development. The video shows a Farragut battlecruiser and several smaller ships using this countermeasure and then firing some sort of missile battery at a Thargoid ship. The Thargoid ship is noticeably larger than the scout ships that have been seen previously, but it appears to be of a similar design. The Thargoid ship absorbs the missile attack and is severely damaged. However, it self-heals rapidly in a time much less than it takes the Federation captain to understand that he is about to receive a rebuke for being so ungentlemanly as to fire on a ship that was peacefully going about its business. The video shows an immense volley of missiles heading towards the Farragut battlecruiser, but is unfortunately cut short at the point where the missiles hit home. The Federation has already started to spin the event, claiming that the engagement was initiated by the Thargoid ship which Admiral Tanner identified as an Interceptor-class vessel. And President Hudson has declared that the Thargoids are now considered an enemy of the Federation, and that he's made available all operational vessels to counter the perceived threat of the Thargoids. The Federation has not commented on the leaked video, or on the incompetence of a commanding officer whose lengthy hesitation may well have cost the lives of the crew off his battlecruiser. Nor has Aegis yet commented on rumours that it supplied the weaponry that was used in the attack on the Thargoid vessel. Powerplay Rats helped to desert their sinking ship. The Powerplay factions are about to get tough on commanders who pledge but do no work. Powerplay pledges are often used to gain access to specialised outfitting options. It's believed that as many as 95% of pledged commanders are only in it to gain access to this special equipment. They must remain pledged for four weeks, but need only do any work for the power in the final week. Now the powers are plotting their revenge. On the 26th of September, all pledged commanders who've not earned any merits will be automatically unpledged from their chosen power. They will of course be entitled to sign up again, but will need to wait a further four weeks before they can claim their special item of outfitting. The seven remaining commanders who actually enjoy and participate in shuffling bundles of leaflets around the galaxy in exchange for merits will be unaffected, but will also not be protected by the new Pilots' Federation bounty should they be destroyed by one of the other six active Powerplay participants. There are reported to be concerns in the boardroom of Trotter's Space Industries that this unpledging of thousands of pilots might put ideas in the heads of backers of the as-yet-unreleased space simulator Stellar Citizen, which is expected to release Alpha Build 7323.0 of the persistently testing universe by the end of the year. Secret Society Sidewinders Seen in Galaxy Several ships bearing a secret paint job have been sighted. Sporting a fetching yellow and blue livery and a large exclamation mark, it's believed that these Sidewinders belong to a secret group of elite commanders. The livery is not available in stores, but there are rumours that those who ask in the right circles may be able to enter the ranks of this secret society and wear the paint job with pride. Commanders whose ships bear this paint job are reported to have a very special effect. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News? We read the news so you don't have to.